Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's been a long time, it's been over a month, and yes, we will be reviewing this album, because this is one of the best albums of the year, and if you try and copyright me, you can suck my cock. Because I don't give a fuck anymore, you fucking bums. We're on a new level now. On this episode, we're back. It might be a little louder than usual. It might be a little bit quieter than usual. I don't know. I've got a very major sinus infection that spread to my ears so I can barely hear. I'm in a rotten be hornet's nest of a mood tonight so i don't give a fuck we're gonna review the ghost album imperia probably one of the best albums of the year so far as we head into the new fozzy album chris jericho's fat ass the only time he does any work at all anymore is with his music and i'm actually looking forward to this you know, album from this pudgy, middle-aged, average, middle-of-the-road fuckwit Christopher Jericho. But I'm looking forward to the new album. We'll see what happens. That'll be a review somewhere down the line. We'll also do a review on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It had a lot of callbacks to uh, Californication. Now that... John Forshante has joined back with the band and had a lot of call-outs back to Stadium Arcadium and a couple of, uh, by-the-way, call-outs as well. So, all great albums by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We'll also get into a... Oh, I saw The Northman. We'll talk about that a little bit. I won't spoil it too much. You know, I know you... I'll get it enough to get your dicks hard and your beaks wet. I thought it was a fantastic movie, and I hate Robert Edgers. I think he's one of the most grotesque, rotten, overrated pieces of shit directors on planet Earth, but he proved me wrong with this movie. Had a great time with it. I think he's fantastic now. Maybe I'll suck his dick. Who knows? But let's get into the review right off the bat with Ghosts Imperia. As I said, um, I had a great time with this album. Just when I think these guys can't get any better, they just keep raising the bar, not only for themselves, but for what we can get in heavy metal, what we can get in rock, anything. Just like, they're raising the bar to new levels that are just like, I can't say enough great things about them because they're a fantastic band, even those who are, they're not... They're not metal and they're not that good. Shut the fuck up. No one asked you, pussy. We like what we like. You don't like it. You can kick fucking rocks. We don't need you. But for those of you that have, you know, even the smallest amount of brains in your skull, like I do, which is very short, this new album is... It's it's it it's good music. It's not just a good metal or hard rock or rock. It's just good music. 
Let me pull up the song list. We can go over it. We're not going to, you know, take a huge amount of time. But we are going to go over the song list because I'm telling you, this is Imperia, great album. So the first track is Imperium. It's an intro. So that's all it is. It gets you set up for the mood. Gives you a nice little taste of what you're about to go into. And then we get into the second track. Kaiserian. Um, I'm okay with this song. I don't like it. I don't hate it. But I do think it's a nice step into a good direction. But when we get into the third track, Spillways, that's where we hit on all cylinders. Because from that point, it just... There's so many songs on this on this fucking album that you can just sing and just, it you'll find yourself sleeping and then when you wake up and you like you need a glass of water you'll hear it in your head, you know it's just great song. Spillways is a great song. <laughs> Track four, call me little sunshine. You've heard it on the radio, I'm sure at least a few, a few times. Great, great track. Nice little vibe leading into the next song, which is Hunter's Moon, which was pretty much tagged on for the Halloween Kills soundtrack. When I first heard this, I fucking hated it, and it wasn't because I didn't like Halloween Kills, and by default, I didn't, I just, it didn't feel like a ghost song to me, but as I, it grew on me, I start to like it a little bit more. It's not my favorite, but it does fit in with this album, and then we get into one of my favorites. Track six, Watcher in the Sky is ugh. You talk about Chef's Kiss and this and the album's not even over yet. It's perfect as we lead into the seventh track, which is an intermission, but the Watcher in the Sky is a you know, search lights looking for the watcher in the sky. Just the the lyrics, the whole and then the that fucking guitar solo. We don't get classic guitar solos anymore. We get over-the-top shit, wannabe thrash shit that's in the modern era that's, you know, it's called metalcore or some other shit. Like, we get all these over-the-top... We've never had a classic guitar solo in a long time, and this shit just... It screamed of the great guitar solos of the past from guys like... Dimebag Daryl, dare I say it, you know. Kirk Hammett when he was in his prime thrashing. You know, Carrie King, like all these great guitar players. Just, 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 it, it calls back to the old, the great classic guitar solos. And it just, as and it fits with the production is like the drums go boom and then you get the and as the drums hit it somehow it should not but it matches and makes a perfect crescendo with the guitars and the bass and it feels like a whole production like these guys are about to invade your home and they're nowhere near it it's so powerful it also leads into the, you know, the dumb shit that they're Satanists, which is so fucking retarded. It's not even funny. They're as much as Satanists. 
as Bill Maher is a man of Christ. So there you go. I don't know what to tell you. It was hard for me to come up with an analogy because it's just so fucking absurd. They're smoking mirrors. If they're Satanists, they're Halloween trick-or-treat Satanists. Like, stop this. You guys need to grow the fuck up. Especially you Bible thumpers who are like, well, if you listen to this, you're going to hell. And so be it. So fucking be it, because we're already in it anyway. If you actually paid attention and did any fucking research on these guys, especially Tobias, you might find out a little bit different on what his opinions are on religion, politics, everything. You guys think that some of you on the left think he's your hero and that he's a Satanist and he's come to Satan and then... The guys on the right think that he's he's the anti y- Y'all need to do better research than that instead of being dumb fuck, brain-dead fuckwits. But that was a rant, sorry. We get into the intermission of Dominion, and then we get into 20s. I'm not a big fan of 20s, the, the eighth track, but... It, it, the only reason why I'm not a fan of it, it's a goofy track, you know? Especially when you read the lyrics, it's like, okay... But they make up for it with the ninth track, which is Darkness at the Heart of My Love, a great power ballad in the modern era. And then we get Griffwood, which is, I don't know why, I got some Bon Jovi vibes off of it, you know, some gothic Bon Jovi vibes, but Griffwood is a great track. And then they just finish it out with Bite of Passage, which is another intermission, and then the respite of... The Spata Fields, which is a six, almost seven minute track, which just literally lulls you into the end and the dark side, which, you know, leads you into Satanus. So, you know, there you go. Um, If I had to give it a score, I'd give it a nine out of ten. It's one of the best albums of the year. And, you know, Prequel, their last album was fantastic. I love that. This one's even better. (laughs) I can't. I can't even lie, it's better. They just get better and better and better. Great band. Great Satanist band. If you want to conjure demons and, you know, become a slave to Satan, I highly recommend Ghost. They're one of my favorites. Me being a high member of the Church of Satan and all, so... But yes, that's Ghost's new album. We'll go on to uh, real quick Red Hot Chili Peppers' new album. It's a much different vibe. This is Ultimate. Oh, excuse me. Unlimited Love. Gotta learn how it read once in a while. Unlimited Love is their new album. John Fershante, the guitarist, has finally joined them once again. And I tell you. It's a breath of, it's a breath of fresh air cuz their last album The Getaway was fucking grot bag garbage. Their last album could be akin to like fucking ET on the Atari. It's that horrid. And the album for that is what it was, but now John Frusciante's back and did he do good enough? I think they did more than good enough, especially when you, like I said, when you think how grot garbage the last album was, Getaway, they just didn't even fucking try, and you could tell. With this album, you can tell they got some new inspiration, John's back, 
some new riffs, some new funk grooves. We'll go down the line. Seventeen songs on the track on the album. Black Summer, great track. Already love it. Uh, I've uh, I've loved it for a while. Here Ever After should have been their second sing single. It wasn't. I think it was not the one. It should have been that because this song's a nice, just fucking. Let's play a little excerpt. We don't want to play too much because the overlords will, you know, lick our lollipops and bust our behinds. But it's a nice little funk, just typical red hot. Ch- it is the quintessential. Like when you hear this, it's yeah, that's Chili Peppers. You hear that flea bass. You hear it. And then you, you have the Anthony Kiedis, you know, fast sting lyrics that go off. And then he sings. It's just... And that's enough before the overlords come in and sniff our bums. But... You get the gist. That's, you know, that that's how the Chili Peppers feel, and it's that's two bangers in a row. Then you got Aquatic Mouth Dance. That one, you know, hear the flea bass once again. That's synonymous with great Chili Peppers grooves. Like that one. Um, not the one I don't like. It is a Chili Peppers song, but it's fucking too slow for my blood. Poster Child is just literally a song for Kiedis to rap to, so it's not bad, but it's not great. The Great Apes. That song's fine. Don't hate it. Don't love it. It's Only Natural's a really good song. It's a nice little groove, especially if you're getting stoned and you're just... She's a Lover's a great song. You know, it's a it's another one of those. She's a Lover. It gets caught in your head and you're singing it a couple of days later. It's another great Chili, pe- chili Peppers groove. Uh, these are the things. I don't care for that song very much. What You Thinkin's a good song. I, I love that track. Bastards of Light's pretty good. I mean, overall, this album's, you know, I'm trying, beyond the overlords, If I want you guys to go check this out, because it's not a bad album. It's no Imperia, you know. But it is a good album, and it's a nice, beautiful return to form. Not just because John joined back as the guitarist, but... You could actually hear them fucking trying this time, unlike the last piece of dog shit, flaming bag of shit album they had with the getaway. So, you know, without spoiling it, coming it toward an end, I'd give it a nice 8 out of 10. It's deserved. It's it's a good... There's some tracks that are just like... You guys went way too experimental with that, but... Most of the album is just really good. It's back to them actually trying and making good good funk music, and they did it. So, 8 out of 10 for sure. 
Unlimited Love from Red Hot Chili Peppers, the new album. Check it out. High recommend, and I definitely at, at least buy the CD if you don't buy the vinyl. For Ghost, you should buy both the CD and the vinyl because they need all the support. They, they Red Hot Chili Peppers, they have their money. They're rich. Ghost, give them as much support as you can. So... Those are the two album reviews. Not bad so far. We'll see what Fozzie does. You know, Fozzie Bear, as my boy <laughs> Mike calls him. <laughs> waka waka. We'll see what, you know, the fat fuck Chris Jericho does, even though he is getting back in shape, which tells me they really are about to release the album and go on an actual tour, so... Which will be good because we won't have to see his ugly ass mug or smell his stinking fucking breath for a while. At least for three weeks in AEW. So get rid of that Jericho appreciation fucking suicide squad or what the fake ass thugs from Canada. For over six weeks, the revolutionary force, sports entertainers. <laughs> that shit is funny. I fucking mad. Having the guy who, you want to taste? Doing that shit all the time, you know. And as we're talking about it, you know, we WrestleMania went and gone. WrestleMania was fucking dog shit. The only good thing about WrestleMania was Stone Cold whooping ass and actually looking really good, especially for his age and his injuries. Whooping Owens' ass, drinking beer, swilling beer, stunning people. Even stunning Vince McMahon's ass, who fucked it up, took a shitty-ass stunner. The worst stunner heard round the world. It was worse than the Will Smith slap. Such a pathetic old man, he should just hang every fucking thing up, because he's a hack. Get your ass in the fucking senior citizen old folks home, you old bastard. It's time to go. But between that and the only other good thing was the Cody Rhodes-Seth Rollins match, which stole the fucking show. I'm sorry, but it did. It's exactly why they're having a rematch this Sunday at WrestleMania Backlash on the cock pay-per-view. Because so, it was that good. And I will give them credit, they have not really repeated their confrontation until this point so that means they might even let him go even more this time to see what dust they can kick up because that match was fan fucking tastic i knew seth can do it when he's given a good chemistry partner to work with and he they're given the chance to go but cody really blew me away we know how i feel about cody Cody did a fucking amazing job, and I'm glad he's back where he belongs, especially now that his bitch-ass hag of a wife isn't right beside him every time. Because I'm sure, you know, Vince McMahon, being the KKK racist that he is, is like, keep that black bitch to the side. I don't want to see her. We're going to give you and your father your legacy. Keep the ratchet hoe in the kitchen where she belongs. And that's not my mentality. That's... How I would feel what Vince McMahon would say. He probably didn't say that, you know, because he's not stupid. He doesn't want to get sued for racism and discrimination. But there, I'm sure there was a conversation that was said before the contracts were signed. Like, you're coming, not the bitch. So, because 
Vince gets what the fuck he wants. He'll give you what you want, but it, at the end of the day, he gets what he fucking wants. So, make no mistake, you didn't see Brandy at WrestleMania, and I'm pretty sure, unless she's in the crowd, you definitely won't see her by his side at WrestleMania Black Backlash as well by design. And it ain't just Vince, it's, it's, he knows the fans can't stand that grotesque, grot, wicked witch of the West, so, or should I say, that grotesque, grot, wicked witch of Compton. Fuck him. But I was very, I would, I'll give credit where credit's due, I was proud of Cody, he did his father proud. Because they put on a clinic that would have rivaled back in the day. Especially when you consider modern wrestling is... Oof, especially when it's got to be called sports entertainment around every fucking corner. That would have rivaled Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes back in the day. Not as good, obviously. Let's not be foolish. But it was in the modern era, it was damn close. Because like I said, we don't like to wrestle anymore. We like to sports entertain. So, other than that, fuck. And because of those, you don't get an F WrestleMania, but you're given a D plus because the rest of the show was fucking grotesque. Overall, it was 17 hours of wrestling-related content by the time the Hall of Fame was done, the two nights of WrestleMania, and NXT stand to deliver. It was overload. And once again, it's WWE phoning shit in. Is, was it the worst WrestleMania of all time? No. But it's still the WWE. It was better than last year's WrestleMania, that's for sure. But it's still Vince McMahon and company phoning the shit in, and I'm tired of it. And, a, and it's not just me. A lot of other fucking people are fucking tired of it, too. We've had enough. It's old hat, and we're tired of paying large amounts of money for low amounts of effort. Go fuck yourself. We're done with it. You're lucky if I don't fucking steal... <laughs> You're lucky if I don't fucking steal Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash and sell the fucking Seven Seas. And, you, and that's for a lot of people because you guys are grot-ass goblins. We wanted a Ro we wanted a Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre match because that's what you said. Nope, we get a six man. You know, because that's what everybody asked for. Because you're gonna put that shit off. We already know you're gonna drag this shit off and try and build up a rivalry because you guys shit the bed all the time and you didn't do it soon enough. As soon as Brock Lesnar failed, which you should have did. You're going to build up a rivalry for the next two and a half months leading into SummerSlam, and that's when we'll get the Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, you know, head of the table, tribal chief match for the title. You lazy fucking bums. Incompetent at your fucking jobs because you're dim-witted, brain-dead zombies who've made dim-witted, brain-dead zombie fans. Congratulations, you're doing the fucking Lord's work. Good job. And then you wonder why people go out and run around and do the conspiracy theories of Luciferians because you guys act like them. You fucking morons. Brain deads. 
But anyway, that's <laughs> that's my rant on that bullshit. It was grotesque, and you know what'll even be more grotesque than that? This Sunday's pay-per-view back WrestleMania backlash. So, and the only reason it's not just called backlash anymore is twofold because backlash can't be sold because it was always a shitty fucking pay-per-view even back in the day in the two th- early 2000s. And secondly, you're still sucking off the soul and siphoning off the gas of the memories of what happened at WrestleMania, you lazy fucks. And that's another reason why a lot of us don't have respect for your pig fucking pussy piece of shit asses. By the way, happy, you know, speaking of Luciferians and child molesting fuckers, happy birthday to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He just turned 50 yesterday as we're recording this, you know, podcast. So congratulations to you, Dwayne. Hope to see you in the next... 45 movies. Maybe you'll be in the next porn film with Kim Kardashian. I'm sure she'll need another one to keep herself relevant in the next two or three years because her new reality shit show with her dumbass family ain't gonna do it. And her stint on Saturday Night Live, (laughs) don't make me laugh. That was a laugh just having her on there. So maybe that'll be your next project. Eating Kim Kardashian's bento box. On the big screen. There you go. That, that'll that be your 51st bit birthday present next year, you fuck. Happy birthday, Dwayne. The Rock. The Cock. Anywho, and as we go forward, we have Doctor Strange. Coming out this... Friday, I think I am going to see it just because I love Sam Raimi. I cannot wait to see what he's done and what what Marvel will even let him do. Those pussy pieces of shit. Um, I doubt they'll let him do a lot. We're not going to get Evil Dead material, but at least we'll get something. So that'll be something to look forward to. I, I'm actually looking forward to that. And I like Benedict Cumberbatch, too. He's a, he's a fantastic actor. His politics are dog shit because he's a dog shit, dumbass, brain dead... <laughs> fake-ass android celebrity just like the rest of them. However, I still respect his craft as an actor, so, you know, part of me says go fuck himself, but a part of me says hip-hip-hooray, yippee! Want to see him in more, so there you go. But at the end of the day, as far as Hollywood's concerned, fuck them all, eat the rich. Aerosmith said it best, eat the rich. Eat the rich. There's only one thing that they're good for. Eat the rich. Great song off of a great album. Yeah. It's one of the last good Aerosmith albums, as a matter of fact, before they really went into the shitter. Because after that, they had Don't Want to Miss a Thing after uh, on the Armageddon soundtrack. And then after that... It was Shitsville for the old rock band. Yeah, it was on Get a Grip with the, you know, cow tits hanging off. But Eat the Rich was a great song. Got Get a Grip. Living on the edge. Yep. Yeah, crying. Yep, crazy. This was a great album, dude. 
<laughs> dude, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're a dude, you're a dude, I'm a dude, she's a dude. But yes, that was a great album. But he was right, we should eat the fucking rich, because they're garbage anyway, they're grot pieces of shit. And the only reason why they pay high taxes is to have the right to hide all the dirty bullshit that they do and get away with shit. If they shoot someone in the fucking head, they get out of jail in two hours. If we shoot someone in the head, we're buried under the fucking jail. So that's the only reason why they pay the high fucking taxes. That and so they can look down on us and think they're better than us. And then you wonder why we don't think you're humans. Because you don't think you're humans. You think you're above it, so fuck them. You ain't humans. You're grot, grotesque, Luciferian pieces of dog shit. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a pretty shitty mood right now, and I don't. <laughs> it's like I'm angry because I'm in an enormous amount of pain with my ear. I'm about to wrap this episode up because I'm just rambling, but I want to put a new episode out there, you know. Nothing's really happening right now. The horror movement is slowed to a snail's pace because the big horror we're coming out with will be Firestarter, which is the 13th, which is next week. Thanks to Jason the Cocksuck Blum, he pushed back the Black Phone, which isn't until the end of June. I think it's June 23rd, so we're waiting for that. We got nothing. Right now, all we got is the big blockbusters from uh, Feifel, or excuse me, Marvel, DC, and the Fat Man, and the Man Bat just passed. We got, you know, Feifel and Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness, Maverick with, you know, Battlefield Earth's own Scientologist. Tom Cruise, it's all the big budget shit right now. Horror is on deadlock, so I can't really talk about it. I saw X. Hooray. It was something. What else did I see that was horror? I, I, the last horror films I saw were like, they were fine, but I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. The the major shit, whether it's good or bad, like we can't say scream because we already did that before I took my long hiatus. The major horror films that are coming, whether good or bad, have not come out yet. So Firestarter, The Black Phone, there's some other fucking crap. Oh, nope. Men, I'm looking forward to Men. Men's gonna be really good, and I'm glad I brought that up because that was a trailer that I saw at the Northman, which I'm remembering. I gotta discuss real quick before I wrap this up. I'm looking forward to Alex Garland's, but these are all future down the line, like all these genre elevated horror films, which you can stick that cock down your throat and choke to death on because I'm sick of that fucking term. It's for pussies who don't know shit about horror. Pussy brain deads 
only use that term and you don't know if you use the term I watch elevated horror you're a pussy brain dead fuckwit that knows nothing about the genre of horror no matter what rather the sh- the subgenres or the genre as it stands alone you know fucking fuck all about horror and you should be thrown out by the fucking teeth you, if there was a horror door, your skull should be used to open the fucking door as you're thrown out of it. You're the fucking snobs that I want to see your teeth bust the fuck out one by one. And then Dr. Britt Baker could fix your ass. You're all scum. Pretentious, snob, dumbass, brain-dead scum that knows Fuck all about horror. Go fuck yourselves with elevated horror. How about that, huh? Anywho, with that being said, all the, all the, whether it's good or bad, all the good horror or whatever, the anticipated horror is not coming out yet until the next couple of weeks, and even in some instances, a few fucking months down the line. Which I'm getting close to moving, so I gotta worry more about that than worrying about, you know, what elevated horrors coming out in the next couple months. You can suck my elevated cock. How about that, you stupid bastard? And with that being said, we can talk about elevated drama while you suck my elevated cock with the Northmen. And this is another guy that gets the elevated horror shit, because that's what the Vivich, or excuse me, his first film, The Witch and The Lighthouse is considered. They're both considered elevated horror films. Y'all need an elevated fucking sledgehammer to the side of your skulls. That's what you need an elevated shit to. An elevated enema to stick right up your ass and send you elevated straight to the fucking moon. How about that? But at any rate, uh, The Northman was fantastic. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about it because you can't talk about this film without either spoiling it or really going deep in it because it's a mind fuck, And it is one of the most... It is one of the, I won't say accurate, but it is one of the most, it's the closest shit you're going to get to not only Viking mythology and the truth behind what Vikings really are, that's a reason why a lot of people want to cancel, because you know, toxic masculinity, uh, these guys don't know what the fuck that means, it goes beyond that, but anyway, this is the closest to not only the mythology, but the idea of the spirituality as far as Valhalla and all that, like, he really fucking busted his ass, did his research, and worked on, he probably even got to a new spiritual high doing this movie. It it transcends everything that I have seen in a long time, and I don't like saying that because that's even become a cliche saying, but it really does. It is a fantastic it might be, it's not my favorite movie of the year, because the year's still relatively young, but this is contention for being my favorite film of the year, I, anybody that comes next has a high fucking bar, and I enjoyed Batman, but this movie, this movie blows Batman out of the fucking water as far as cinema, artistic, 
weight, writing, directing, cinematography, everything. This is the best film of the year I've seen so far. Whoever comes next to step, I don't care if it's a horror film, if it's a drama, and I don't action, I don't care what it is. Y'all motherfuckers better step your weight up because as much as I hate to admit it, Alex Garland, who I'm not a fan of, he uh he 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 puts y'all on notice. I might be getting my directors confused. Let me make sure I'm getting this correct. But yes, he puts y'all on notice and might be thinking of the men. Yeah, excuse me. Robert Edgers. <laughs> Alex Garland. I'm looking forward to... I'm looking forward... I'm, I'm looking forward to Alex Garland's new shit. Ugh. We're fucking up today. Hold on. Let's... Who's the director? <laughs> yeah, Robert Eggers. Yeah, now I got it right. Robert Eggers. Sorry, Alex. Both of you deserve but Robert Eggers... Uh, and I'm glad I brought that up. Alex, you, you better step your game up with men. Like, men better be out of the fucking Barry Bonds on steroids part because Robert told you all to hold his beer so far. So I'm kind of glad I fucked that up because even... Alex Garland needs to step it up, too. I hope men, because I love Alex. I love Alex Garland. I'm not a huge Robert Eggers fan until now. I hope Alex beats him, but it's not. We'll see. We'll see. Northman was oof, 9.5 out of 10. It was, it was a fantastic. I would have given it a 10 out of 10, but there was some things where I was like, eh. But the turnaround, what you see in the trailer, don't believe that shit. This is not the movie that is in the film. And this is one of the times where they they had to do that in order for you not to be spoiled at the actual film that you got. So, But there were some things where I was like, eh, I don't know. But it was a damn close to a 10 out of 10. This was a fantastic movie. Acting, cinematography, action, drama, writing, pacing. I mean, usually, like, I'm not... I know I'm a Godfather fan, but I, I don't want to sit in a fucking chair for three and a fucking half hours. This wasn't three and a half hours, but it was two hours and 22 minutes, and it, it didn't feel like it. It was beautifully paced, beautifully acted, beautifully constructed. The set, everything was great. Love this film. 9.5 out of 10. My favorite film of the year so far. And if you didn't like it, that's fine. But I just thought this was a fantastic film. And it's just so beautiful. Especially in it, even in its grotesqueness. When there's a lot of grotesque shit in here. Especially when you get that twist with Nicole Kidman's character. And I'm not even going to... But there's, you're like, there's, it's still beautiful. So, great work, Robert. You, you proved me wrong. You're not such a fuck buck after all. I still think you sucked on your mom's teat until you were 17, but you're okay in my book now. I don't want you shot, so good for you. You did you did something good for once instead of being a complete pussy. 
at any rate, that was that's that, you know. I don't have much else to say. I'm going to do another episode, I'm sure. Hopefully when I feel better. I just wanted to put something out here. I know people were wondering if I shot myself in the cock, but I don't think I'm brave enough, you know. Maybe in my head, but the ammo's run dry around here, so I haven't killed myself yet. You're welcome. Oh, better not say that. That'll get you the old heave-ho here, but I do not condone suicide at all. I think if you feel that way, you should get some help, and I'm 100% serious about that. I'm just in a bad mood with an excruciating amount of pain. I'm going to wrap this up, but next time we'll try and add a little bit longer, and you know what? Hope you guys are having a good time out there. I hope you're eating good pussy, licking good bento box, sucking some good cock, and you know what? Anchor, Spotify, blow me, suck my cock, and go fuck yourself. I love y'all. Till next time. Peace.